inmate at the Virginia Department of Corrections, Red Onion State Prison. To accept this call, press zero. My name is Randall Vaugh, and I'm currently serving 1,214 years for capital murder in Red Onion State Prison in the state of Virginia in the USA. This is my podcast, Red Onion Randy. I hope you enjoy listening to me. Today, I'm going to discuss entertainment. Regular entertainment that, you know, pretty much everyone has and some stuff that, you know, prisoners just simply make up. Because as you can imagine, prison is a very, very boring place. Don't have very many options. You don't have access to the Internet. You can't play the PlayStation or Xbox. You don't get to watch the movies you want to watch. You know, you can't get up and go to a bowling alley or go to the mall or go out for dinner or hang out with friends to an extent. But we don't have those options. Guys at Lowlands have more options, or excuse me, Lowlands in the state of Virginia are here at Red Onion, meaning a lower level institution, because Red Onion and Wallace Ridge State Prisons are built on the top of mountains. The lower level prisons are all down near Richmond and spread out through Virginia in the lower part of Virginia. Um, so that's why we call it Lowlands. The lower security prisons, they get to come out pretty much all day long from 6 o'clock to 9.30. You know, they can come in and out of their cells. They, you know, guys can go in other people's cells. Uh, you can go out, hang out at the tables in the park. You can go hang out on the rec yard, you know, and so on and so forth. Now, you know, you have your obvious entertainment, and that's your television. Televisions in prison are incredibly expensive, you're going to pay over $200 for a TV that should really only cost $25. And actually does, but commissary, they always mark that up. And some prisons, you know, well, some states, you get basic cable, your regular basic cable. But the state of Virginia, you only get 15 television stations. And you don't get the good ones. I'm just saying, you know, and they tend to play the same stuff over and over and over again, year after year after year. So you may only wind up watching four or five new movies that you've never seen before during a year's time. Other than that, you've watched it over and over and over again to the point where I started calling TNT till next time because you're going to see it again. You know, and that's what USA station stands for. You'll see it again. But it is what it is. Then we, you have radios. You can listen to music depending on what prison you're in. You can pick up more stations or less stations. Like here at Red Onion, on the radio, you're only going to pick up like three, maybe four radio stations. Which isn't a lot. Doesn't give you many options to choose from. And you have a JP5, which is a little small tablet, uh, about the size of a smartphone, just a little bit thicker and heavier. That gives you access to the kiosk, where you can purchase music. You can purchase a couple of video games. They got like maybe seventy video games to choose from, but they're not 
like the really, really good video games you're probably used to. These are more along the lines of the cheap ones. Um, but they're still pretty entertaining, and it helps pass the time. But that's really your your basic forms of technical entertainment. You know, and of course you have the best standby ever, in my opinion, books. And I cannot get enough of them. But those are your standard kind of forms of entertainment. If you're on Lowlands, a lot of guys play cards. You play spades, you can play hearts, of course you can play poker. Um, though you really don't want to play poker too much unless you really know the guys you're playing poker with. Because, you know, well, if you play poker, you pretty much are obligated to gamble. Now, if you're gambling for stuff like push-ups or burpees or drinking cups of water, I've made that mistake once. The water thing, you think that's not that bad, but it really, really is. I was in Buckingham. Uh, which is in Buckingham County in the state of Virginia, which was a level three prison. And a couple of guys got in this other, you know, this one guy's cell, and we pulled the desk out where everybody could get around it, and we started playing hearts. And it's, I haven't played hearts in 20 years, so I've really, I've honestly forgotten how to play the game. But I do remember we was gambling cups of water, each hand. And to win the game of hearts, you can sometimes play, you know, 20, 30, 40 hands. So every time you lose a hand, you have to take a 20-ounce cup of water, fill to the brim, and you've got to chug it straight down. And then you play another hand. And if you happen to lose again, you have to drink another cup of water. Oh, this is a thing a lot of people don't realize. You can actually commit suicide by drinking too much water at one time. I mean, it, granted, it takes a lot of water to do that. Like, you would have to drink like two or three gallons within like an hour's time. And I'm telling you, I was on a losing streak and I damn near done it. Um, oh, you talk about someone who had to urinate. Oh, my goodness, man. I mean, it's entire stomach was just cramping from it. I mean, I was in so much pain. And this is the thing. You can't use the bathroom until the game is over. And that's what makes it so damn diabolical. You know, so you might want to skip the whole playing for water thing and just do push-ups or squats or burpees or something. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that because, hey, if you lose, you win because you're exercising. You're, you're, you're making yourself stronger. You're getting a little exercise in. You feel a little bit better. You know, it's not that big a deal unless you just really, really hate to lose. And a lot of people in prison really, really, really hate to lose, even if it's just push-ups. playing poker or, you know, playing spades and gambling and losing. Because especially if you're playing for commissary, if you're playing for money, 
dudes don't want to lose that because a lot of guys, they're gambling so they can get stuff. Because in their mindset, well, hey, one, it takes money to make money, which is true. It, I mean, it is true. But, and then, you know what I'm saying? they like, well, I'm going to win this. I can flip this. I can turn this into something else. Yeah, but you can only do that if you're guaranteed to win. And gambling, you're not guaranteed to win. That's why it's called gambling, not winning. When dudes lose everything they have and they go in debt, and a lot of guys, they'll sit there at that poker table and they'll start chasing. Oh, I'm going to win the next hand. I'm going to win the next hand. And, you know, when you when you owe somebody four $500 and you can't pay, because this is the thing. Everybody knows who has money in prison and who don't. Because all you have to do is wait till commissary day. And you see who gets them little teeny tiny bags of commissary and who gets them big giant bags of commissary. So if you got guys out there with these little teeny tiny bags of commissary and they run up a four $500 gambling debt, some dudes know they can't pay. So they just pull the knife out and just chop a dude ass down right then, right there. Because they know they can't pay. But sometimes they'll let them know, hey, look, look man, I want my money, dude. You ain't gambling no more until I get paid. It's as simple as that. And then, you know, you got two choices, man. You can call home and start crying to mommy and daddy. Look, man, this dude going to kill me if I don't pay it. You know, please send me the money. Oh, well, honey, we don't have it. We, 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 if we had money, we'd been sending it to you. Oh, damn, this dude going to kill me. And then he got to check in. He has to go check in or he just, he, he, you know what I'm saying? And that's how a lot of dudes wind up becoming snitches in prison because they can't pay their gambling debts. So that's a form of entertainment you really want to stay away from. But if you want to do it, do it for push-ups. And don't ever gamble for money, man. And I had a lot of dudes, they always ask me, hey, yo, man, you gamble? No, I don't, man. I have a hard enough time getting money as it is without me just giving it to you. That ain't going to happen. You, you know, you have stuff like that. And then you have what I did with my dude, Boom. We was here at Red Onion. We was in solitary. And we was on the vent beside each other. We was on the top vent. So in order for us to talk, we would have to stand on the corner of the sink. Now, the sink is only that you got one little six-inch ledge that is about an inch wide. And then you've got another ledge that comes back at a, at a catty corner and it ain't nothing but maybe less than a half an inch wide in the middle, and it spreads back out to an inch. And I would stand on there, and Bone would stand on there, and we would stand for like, I am not lying, 14, 15 hours a day, you know, and we would just sit there and play a bootleg version of Dungeons & Dragons. Now, Dungeons & Dragons, you're supposed to have dice and character sheets and you know notes and you know all of this stuff so what we would do is for like maybe six or seven hours or what not sometimes all day long i would just dungeon master meaning i ran the game and so i would have my notes there my my, my character sheets and i would have his character sheet and my dice sheet now that's how we used the dice we would take a sheet of paper and we would just write a bunch of straight lines down the paper and we would number one through a hundred. 
And then we would sit there and we would write numbers and we would have going across the top, we would have A through like K. And uh, because that's about all you can really fit on the paper. And we would have them in different orders. You know, so when I would sit there and say, okay, man, I'm going to, I'm going to drop down, spin on my heel, flip the sword over and stab it backwards into the ogre's stomach. And he would say, okay, roll. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to go with A26. And then he would sit there and he would go to A column and he would go down to 26 and he would find out if or whatever that 1 through 20 die was. Let's say it was a 16. He would say, okay, you succeed. And you would, we would have like five or six of them where we would switch them out regularly because, for example, let's say I said A26 and he said, all right, man, you just rolled a 20. All right, so I know to keep that in the back of my mind when I really need that big, good roll. You know, I can say, okay, man, well, I want A26. So, that, you know, and then I guarantee I'm going to get a 20. But to keep from that happening, you know, we would sit there and switch those sheets up, and we would have four or five of them. We would never tell which one we was choosing from, and we would go in, like, a different pattern or order or whatnot, so they would, you know, nobody would ever know who was who. We would have our character sheets, and we would create our moves, and we would create backstories and side characters and, I mean, we really got into it. We, you know, acting it out, and we played everything from your traditional Dungeons and Dragons, you know, with swords and bows and arrows and actual dragons and zombies and monsters that we would create, so on and so forth. We would have families and prophecies. I mean, we would really get into it, and we played some that were set in modern world. You know, they would be like modern magic or, you know, like vampires and werewolves. I remember this one, this one game we played, and uh, he was, he was a vampire. He had created this female character who was actually supposed to be his enemy because she was a werewolf, and he was in high school, and, you know, so I had him go in there, and I had him, uh, I was like, you know, I explained to him, you know, like, how gorgeous she was, and what she was wearing, and and the kind of attitude and vibe that she had because I knew Bone. I knew what kind of chick he liked because we had talked, you know, just about regular stuff on the street, you know, some of his girls and blah, blah, blah. And so, I mean, I put some work into her, you know. She was supposed to be his enemy. Like, you know, I wanted them two fighting one another. But the crazy thing is, as the game progressed, he actually wound up pulling her in the game, and it surprised me, and it's not like I let it happen. I was kind of doing everything to keep it from happening, but he wound up pulling her and sneaking out back with her, and, well, one thing led to another, and she started painting, and I'm going to leave it there because kids might be listening. And, you know, I mean, and that, it was I'm not going to lie. It was incredibly fun. You know, I love playing our old bootleg version of Dungeons and Dragons on the vent. You know, like I said, I mean, we're literally standing on a one-inch steel ledge 
three feet off of concrete, you know, and a couple of times I did, you know, I'll make a turn to like see who's at the door or whatnot, foot of slip, bam, you hit the ground. You know, and I never really, you know, hit it, hit it like, you know, fell face first, but I had to drop a couple of times and catch myself. You know, I mean, you could have really wound up hurting myself, but I mean, I loved it and it was so entertaining and it was so fun. You know, when the other guys on the vet, they would sit there and just stand there and listen to us game for hours on it because we really got into it. We was actually pretty good at it, you know, setting the scenes. And, you know, like sometimes, you know, I would just sit back and I would just have my eyes closed, just, you know, visualizing it, you know, actually seeing it kind of play out like a movie. You know, like I said, we did all kinds of different types of games. But those are the kind of things that we do for entertainment in prison. Play cards. You know, you got guys who play chess. You know, like especially in solitary. You'll hear guys all the time yelling out, hey, I moved my pawn from A4 to... You have one minute remaining. Checkmate. You know what I'm saying? You'll hear guys playing chess like that. And of course... You will hear them say, hey, wait a minute, no, man, you don't have no queen there because guy's cheating because he's losing, so he puts the queen in a different position. And so it's one reason why I never really played chess on the door like that in SEG, even though I actually like the game of chess. Yeah, that's, those are the types of things we would do for entertainment in prison. This is Red Onion Randy. I hope you enjoyed listening to my podcast. For those of you who listen to me on Apple Podcasts, I would truly appreciate it if you would be willing to rate me and review me. Don't forget to check out my website, redonionrandy.com. Take care. Stay safe. Thank you for using GTL.